Hello, it's time for the Scots Whee Show. Such a beautiful song. That was Daisy by Kareen Polwart, which is taken from Kareen's 2006 album, Scribbled in Chalk. Indeed, it won Best Original Song at the Radio 2 Folk Awards that year. Hello and welcome to what is the 150th Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. And between now and 5pm, I'll play you the very best Scottish music. We also have our regular features, 
our Artist of the Week is the legendary Yurusai Yatsura, and I'll be talking to Graham Kemp from the band about the 30th anniversary release of their debut album, We Are Yurusai Yatsura, and I'll also play a couple of tracks from it. The featured album is LT Leaf's Come Back to Me But Lightly, and I'll play songs from it in each hour of the show. And we have book, TV, podcast, and gig recommendations for your consideration. But first, we kick things off, as we always do, with three of the very best new releases, starting with Arcade State, and this is Dancing Like the Flames.
Taking over 
and the first track you heard there was Arcade State and Dancing Like the Flames, which is taken from their new EP, A Slave to the Waves. Here's how they describe it. A stunning four-track EP that takes you on a journey from start to finish. A real piece of art that catalyzes all your emotions in a matter of minutes. From the joyful guitars, the banging drums, to the full range of vocals. And it is a cracking EP. That's the final track on it, but every track is worth checking out. And then you heard Tamzine and Courtyard Theatre. And Tamzine was just one of a quite substantial Scottish contingent over at South by Southwest in Texas this year. She was joined by Bridget Campbell, Constant Follower, Hamish Hawk, Humour, Iona Zajac, Brooke Combe, Dead Pony, Elephant Sessions, Fergus McCready, Redolent Poster Paints, and Velour. And apologies if I've left anyone off, but that's a cracking collection of Scottish bands and musicians, most of whom we've played on this show. And just there you heard Soph and Taking Over Me. It's the first I've been aware of Soph, who is a musician and producer from Glasgow. Our first single, Don't Worry Darling, was written and released during the lockdown of 2020-2021. So I'm going to have to go back and check out that and her accompanying EP as well. I hope we get more new music from Soph later this year. Next is a brilliant collaboration between Names Bliss, Vagrant Real Estate and Diriginal. And this is Biggest Belief. I have to remember... Have to remember. We have to remember. We have to remember every November, every November. Let me go now. My G, remember your source. Certain things you take by force. Huh? Learn from kicks to face this war. I learn to win to aim and score. Darkness can't come against my light. I'll do bigger shows than a thousand tours. Life and death in the papa of the tongue. So I look in the mirror then talk. G'd up, elevated. Now I can walk. But the round town seen pain, seen stress, seen death, seen death, seen messy's press. Cause a chain of events can make you hope less. Hopeless. Please don't ever lose focus. Elevate your mate to take flight. And eagles can't be with the vultures. Even though the darkness grows. Even though the darkest peak. Even though the darkness grows. Even though the dark's in me, I still got light and hope. Still got, still got light and peace. I still got faith in fight. So good, so good, the biggest belief. Even at the, even at the darkness grows. Even at the darkest peak. Even at the darkness grows. Even at the dark's in me, I still got light and hope. Still got, still got light and peace. I still got faith in fight. So good, so good, the biggest belief. Overcome any barrier There's no worthy challenge up Broski, you know me It's different calibre My dreams take long sometimes But my spirit is strong as a whole next stamina Me and the team aren't amateur Me and my team are pros And I love them cause they're my bros See I lean on God How the man them lead on the ropes in boxing This is not cold, it's frosting I'm in Tottenham hell With some headphones on And some beats that I must spin, you know Enfield lock got off And then bop to the shops Thoughts in my mind, there's lots I wanna make these songs So they make you strong It's a lot, it's a lot like even at the darkness grows, even at the darkest peak, even at the darkness grows, even at the darks in me, I still got light and hope, still got, still got light and peace, I still got faith in fight, still got the, still got the biggest belief, even at the, even at the darkness grows, even at the darkest peak, even at the darkness grows, 
Even though the dark's in me I still got light and hope Still got, still got light and peace I still got faith in fight So good, so good, the biggest belief Even though the, even though the, even though the, even though the, even though the darkness grows Even though the darkest peace Even though the darkness grows Even though the dark's in me Still got light and hope Still got light and hope Still got light and peace Still got faith and fight So, so good, the biggest belief, the biggest belief and you've just heard Biggest Belief from Names Bliss Vagrant Real Estate featuring D Original. And it's the second single from Vagrant Real Estate and Names Bliss's forthcoming collaboration project. And they described the song as a truly quenching listening experience for your soul. Now it's time for our book recommendation for this week. And it's Carrie Marshall's Carrie Kills a Man, which is published by 404 Inc., Here's a bit from the back of the book to tell you what's going on. Carrie Kills a Man is about growing up in a world that doesn't want you and about how it feels to throw a hand grenade into a perfect life. It's a story of how a tattooed transgender rock singer killed a depressed suburban dad and of the lessons you learn when you renounce all your privilege and power. When more people think they've seen a ghost than met a trans person, it's easy for bad actors to exploit that, and they do, as you can see from the headlines and online. But here's the reality from someone who's living it, from coming out and navigating trans parenthood to the thrills of gender-bending pop stars, fashion disasters and looking like Velma Dinkley. This is a tale of ripping it up and starting again. Carrie's story in all its fearless, frank and funny glory. And it's important to stress those three descriptions as it is indeed fearless, frank and funny and much more. Carrie Marshall tells her story with an honesty and insight that is astonishing at times, managing to convey the extreme highs and lows of life to this point. By going back to childhood, Carrie Marshall gives context and perspective to readers, reminding us that behind headlines and hyperbole are individuals trying to live their lives as best they can. And aren't we all? It's also a book filled with cultural and particularly musical references, with each chapter named after a different song. Any book which engenders empathy and greater understanding is always welcome, and Carrie Kills a Man is just such a book. And that's me talking about Carrie Kills a Man, a memoir by Carrie Marshall, which is out now, published with 404 Inc. Back to the new releases, and this is taken from Alison Eel's amazing new album. I promise you, it's just fantastic. This is just one example. This is Alison Eel's and Rapunzel. So crooked and thin 
waist and I've braced myself Look at the state I'm in It's past me The future's ghastly And now it's just another cup of tea Sat on the sofa Thinking over All the things that I forgot to be The older I get Just too fast Or I'm just too slow So what happens next? Which way do I go? Fast, or I'm just too slow. 
first of those two in a row was Alison Eels and Rapunzel which as I say is taken from her Mox Knox album which will definitely be a featured album of the week in a future show. She launched the album last Saturday afternoon uh, at Kinning Park Complex and she was supported by the brilliant Just Jones doing an acoustic set but great to see the Just Jones again live and that was The Older I Get The More I Don't Know which is taken from their album The Private Memoirs and Confessions of the Just Jones and they are going to be gigging at the Glad Cafe on Sunday the 30th of April supported by Home Economics and Mima Mero and tickets are available now it's going to be a great night that one now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in every show where we play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week it's the full 7 minutes and 11 seconds of L&D by Helena Kay, Ferg Ireland and David Ingemels. <laughs> Thank you. 
And that was Helena K, Ferg Ireland, and Daniel Ingemels and L and D. And Helena K's Kin Trio are touring Scotland this week in support of their latest album, Golden Sands. And I'll tell you more about that when we do our pick of the gigs of the week later in the show. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. We return to the new releases next. This is the latest from Distant Images and it's called Sight Unseen.
was Natty Dread and Aldern. It's the first time we've played Natty Dread on the show, but I'm sure it's not going to be the last. That's terrific. And before that, it was the latest single from Distant Images called Sight Unseen, which is a slightly heavier sound from Distant Images than we've had previously, but it's still undeniably them, and it is a great song. And now it's time for our featured album for this week, and it is LT Leaf's Come Back To Me But Lightly. And from it, this is Taste of Elastic.
and that was Taste of Elastic by LT Leaf and it's taken from our featured album for this week which is Come Back to Me But Lightly and I'll play another track from it later on in the show. You're listening to the Scotsway Hay Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood and next we move on to our TV suggestion for this week and it's Your Vote BBC Introducing Scottish Act of the Year 2023. I should say straight away, voting for this has now closed, but the programme's still up on iPlayer and will be for some time, and it's a great show in that it captures just what's going on in Scotland at the moment in terms of Scottish music. Here's a bit more about it. Presented by Phoebe Inglis Holmes and Shireen Kelvin, this special programme gives you a closer look at all the acts shortlisted for the BBC Introducing Scottish Act of the Year 2023 public vote. As I say, now closed. After a long and careful deliberation of hundreds of applicants, the BBC Introducing Judges have selected the eight acts they think are worthy of the public vote. The shortlist includes Edinburgh cross-genre harpist Queen of Harps, indie pop four-piece The Big Day, Glasgow post-punk outfit Velour, Aberdeen's Chef the Rapper, electronic production duo Lovesick, Glasgow alt-soul singer Russell Stewart, R&B and gospel vocalist and songwriter IT, and folk and jazz soloist Terra Kinn. Also featured is a look back at last year's event as 2022 winner Bems shares his exceptional story and the extraordinary year which saw him triumph at Transmit as well as a look at the judges' deliberation room. And going back to those on the shortlist, it's a great selection of artists. Any one of them would be worthy, worthy winners and best of luck to them all. That's our TV recommendation for this week. It's Your Vote, BBC Introducing Scottish Act of the Year 2023, and it's on iPlayer at the moment. Another new release from a Scotsway Hay favourite next. This is Malka and Flashlight.
and that was the new single from Malkirk called Flashlight and I believe there's an album called Anatomy of Sight coming out later this year so really looking forward to that. It's time to move on to our Artist of the Week for this week and they are the legends who are Yurusai Yatsura. In a moment I'll be talking to Graham Kemp from the band but first this is one of their great singles. This is Cupies Like Watermelon. <laughs> just heard Cupies Like Watermelon by Yurisai Yatsura, taken from the album We Are Yurisai Yatsura, which has just had a 30th anniversary re-release. And I'm so pleased to be joined by Graham Kemp from the band now. Hello, Graham. Hi there. Should say it's a 30th anniversary from the band forming, isn't it? Rather than from the release. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We've actually been thinking about putting this out since uh, the twenty fifth anniversary of the uh, the the issuing. It was what twenty twenty one, but uh, you know, there's a few major events happened in the world around about that time. I don't know if you've you've heard of it, a little yeah. thing called the pandemic. So uh, yeah, things kind of got changed around a little bit from then and kind of dragged on a wee bit longer than than, than it, it should be. I kind of blame Adele and Taylor Swift for clogging up all the record pressing plants. So. They might have had something to do. I'm sure it's completely personal animus on on their parts, <laughs> you know. But uh, we we can't be destroyed. It's impossible. 
Absolutely. And because it's coming out in a double vinyl, isn't it? So that's hence the kind of delay, because I think they pretty much delayed every other band going. Yeah, but yeah. We were just kind right. of looking for the scraps, you know, the scraps of vinyl, just get it off the, the factory floor and get it back in the machines, you know. <laughs> see, see through, we couldn't afford to get the black vinyl. And for those who um, maybe aren't aware of the band, can you give us a little kind of potted history, a brief history? Um, well, like you said, our, our kind of um, official date of birth is uh, 9th of March, 1993. How do we note in my my diary from 1994 of us with a little cake with uh, one solitary candle in it? So that's that's how we can date that so precisely. But um, we just basically kind of uh, pals kind of met through just random happenstance and started um invited uh fergus to join my imaginary band and he invited me to join his imaginary band so we made it less imaginary once we bumped into the, the graham siblings so they were they were uh, elaine was first dared to play bass for us and and took up that dare in great style so uh, we, we we kind of started playing uh in uh, the kazoo club at the 13th note the old, the old glassford street place yeah it was um alex Capranos' uh his night there I had a very lax kind of uh, booking policy. So uh, basically we were allowed to kind of wander on stage and use kind of borrowed amps to to play. And uh, it was kind of all uh, for funsies really to start off with, but it kind of snowballed uh, as these things tend to do. So, uh, you know, we, we do blame Alex for his kind of uh, encouragement uh, and say he is basically to, to blame for Yurisai Yatsura. It's his fault. So any 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 letters of complaint should be directed his way. I was uh, uh, living in Glasgow City Centre at the time, and it did seem to me that musically, the 13th note was almost the centre of the universe. And, you know, like uh, that was the place that a lot of bands were coming out off. A lot of people were going and then forming bands. Was that kind of what it was like? Yeah, it was. It had such a kind of open door policy, really. You know, it was um, very welcoming. Uh, and, and we were kind of, uh, we were there a couple of nights a week, probably, you know, just as kind of as fans, you know, as people who like to kind of, hang out, have a couple of drinks and listen to some terrible bands, you know, and we want to be one of the terrible bands. It's a, it's a, a good thing to kind of get up and do really, you know, just for the kind of experience. You can no right to really slag anyone else off unless you get up and kind of expose yourself really heavy. But yeah, we, we kind of, um, we're just kind of enthusiasts and fans of music and just wanted to, wanted to have our chance at playing. And we just had that open stage. And as we say, we were kind of, uh, we met a lot of people through that and uh, started putting on our own gigs around about Glasgow and, uh, ended up kind of uh, getting signed to a proper record label and kind of uh, going and playing some shows like across Britain, UK, America, you know. So it all really started from a, a wee basement room in, in, in Glassford Street. You know, that's, that's, where, that's where we all kicked off from. And did it go, did that happen very quickly? Did it go from being kind of a, a first on stage, maybe not knowing exactly what you're doing, and then in a few years? Because it, it seemed like quite a short space of time. Well, we'd, we'd never really known what we we're doing, you know, so we kind of um, have to make that known right away. But um, no, we were a couple of years, we we're just playing around Glasgow, really, you know, but just right. kind of getting kind of more, every time we played, we'd have different songs, you know, so so we'd basically kind of just keep been writing for two years and uh, we ended up kind of getting invited to play with other bands and put on our own gigs in Glasgow and, you know, uh, I found this old flyer from like 1994, I think it was, and we'd had we had like four gigs in December, just around a bit Glasgow. We'd we'd never actually been outside of, of the city, um, uh, so so we did play a lot, you know, but uh, but we weren't headlining. We weren't. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of 
we weren't taking it amazingly seriously. We were just kind of doing it as for the enthusiasm of it. I never thought it was going to actually be uh, a career or uh, we're ever going to even get any records out, to be honest. You know, we were always kind of aiming towards doing that. But it seemed like something that was going to be really, really hard to do. Um, so, I mean, after about two years of doing that, uh, around around about Glasgow, we started kind of branching out a wee bit. We kind of uh, played with some uh, other bands across Scotland, like uh, Spear Snare. We would go uh, to Dundee and, and play with them. We kind of uh, played with uh, with Bis, uh, Delgados. You know, we had a, a fanzine called Kitten Frenzy that we wrote about all the kind of um, you know American bands that came to town. We'd go in and kind of interview them, you know, and uh, get 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 a wee fanzine out and, and give it away free at kind of special nights that we'd put on. We'd have like four band line lineups, and we'd go on first, you know, because we just wanted to go and sort of, uh, you know, crack open a few beers and kind of watch the other bands really, and just you know, we get up and break the ice really, you know. So uh, it was like that, you know, to start off with, and then once we kind of uh, started kind of getting records out, we, we got a a split single with the Blisters, which is Alex's old band. We got a Peel session. Um, we um, got a kind of a, a maxi single out, which is like the weirdest possible format to put out as your as your first release. Like a guy down in England had heard us on um, uh, John Peel, so we'd sort of wanted to put something out, and we'd we'd had a tape of about like. 30 songs you know so he's like no we kind of just put out a single you know we got to put out something a bit more awkward you know so uh yeah once once that kind of came out we just it just kind of went really from from there but we did have like a, a good couple of years just of being a kind of a, a band playing about in, in glasgow you know you'd see us in nice and sleazy's one night and then we'd be playing you know king tuts the next you know it's uh yeah uh getting out of glasgow was kind of like like uh, one of the kind of um, points on the list, you know, we want to do certain things like, uh, yeah, go on a tour, do a peel session, you know, kind of play outside Glasgow one time, you know, so uh, it was good to get these sort of things checked off. Ah, I like that idea, yeah, like you're like, right, I've done peel, now it's off to the next thing. Yeah, it really did open a lot of doors. It's incredible, you know, because, I mean, it was a, a national kind of radio show and, and everyone did listen to peel, you know, it was one of these things that it's kind of, it's a cliche, but it, it really it, it was like a, a kind of nationwide community of people who were interested in that sort of music. You know, would uh, you would listen to that, and so they would hear bands. And if you if you stood out, people would you know ring you up and and ask you to do stuff. You know, like put a record out. It was kind of really that simple. Yeah, it's interesting to think back that outside of going to gigs and buying the records themselves, that pretty much was the only place you could hear what was still kind of indie music if to you know to categorize it that way back then that was it really wasn't it yeah yeah i mean pre-internet you gotta admit every, you gotta remember everything's changed now you really there's, there's different ways of kind of finding stuff you know you can go into a, a Bandcamp page you can go into spotify or, or whatever you know this you can track anything down now if, if, if you want to to do the detective work but but back then you know there's probably one you know kind of clearinghouse you know like uh apart from kind of obviously local radio yeah um, you know, like uh, the the Beat Patrol program on Radio Scotland. You know, they they always were quite um, supportive of us as well, local bands. So, but you know, past that, the Peel was the big kind of nationwide one, and it's one you know everyone listened to for that sort of stuff. I was going to ask you um, how putting out a record differs doing it this year than you know ninety six. Um, well, well, the really good thing about it is. I get to put some of them in their envelopes, you know, and send them off to folk. You can see, you know, because we, we sold a lot on, on Bandcamp, you know, because we, we had this page that I'd been doing since lockdown, basically, as some uh, just an outlet for putting 
archive recordings on you know i found a lot of kind of old kind of uh, cassettes of gigs that we did so I, I put them all up you know like just you know take it if you like. i'm not charging money for it you know it's just kind of there it is if you're interested you know have a have a listen and um started putting stuff on there but that was really like a a springboard to kind of seeing people actually going on and you know kind of buying records on the pre-sale you know buying uh records on the day of release you know just kind of uh seeing all these kind of pings coming in going okay you've sold another record you know it's you don't really get to see that back in the day you know unless you're kind of in, in a record even then if you're in a record company at a point in time you would give it to this distributor and you'd see how many you got back you know so you didn't really have that I mean, the only thing near to that is when I used to work in FOP uh, on Byers Road, and I was in there when uh, we, we, our kind of final kind of album came out in 2001. And I did actually manage to sell one over the counter to somebody, and that's the nearest I've got to that kind of kind of band count feeling of seeing these sales come in, you know, and you're going, oh, people want this, you know, it's great, you know. And how was it going back to the songs after all this time? Yeah, uh, surprising. I heard it completely differently uh, now than than I did then. You know, I mean, I don't think it's all kind of ear damage. You know, but that might have played a part in it. But I think I think back at, at the time doing it, you're you're so kind of focused on it. You know, you've you've listened to the the, the snare drum, you know, like three hundred times in a row, and uh, you know you don't even know what you're listening to anymore at that point. You know, so you're focusing on all these small details, and you know, is, are the vocals too loud? You know, did did I say that word? Did I sing that word weird? you know so you can't you can't really hear the songs but but now you know 30 years later or or, or yeah 25 26 years later i can actually hear it as a, as a as a recording by a band of, of people that don't really have anything to prove anymore you know i i, I don't really kind of having to prove to myself it's, it's down there it's on tape it is what it is and i was really kind of pleasantly surprised to listen to it and hear things in it that i hadn't heard before things that i didn't really appreciate as a snot-nosed young punk at the time you know just uh the, the kind of um the production that kind of john rivers did for it the things that i was hearing that he did that I went, right, that is a good idea you know before i'd probably be kind of saying is my guitar not loud enough you know is, is that feedback not ear piercing enough you know but no it's just the recording of it's really really good it just brings out the songs and kind of captures the kind of feel and the and the tone of the instruments which is something that you know i wasn't probably really too worried about at the time considering i was playing like a, a 10 pound guitar i got out of a junk shop you know it was but it's a good recording of that 10 pound guitar i got out of a junk shop and it's, it's honest and that's all you can really ask for isn't it you know i mean having listened to it again myself it, they really stand up they really stand up the test of time you know they still sound as fresh as they did uh, when i first heard them yeah it sounds like a very excited uh, group of people you know with some uh, they've got a set of good songs together you know and it's yeah. uh, I, I was kind of worried listening to it like after a while that it and it's something I was really concerned about when I was sequencing the record in the first place as well. I just don't want it to be boring. Mm -hmm. I want it to be kind of enough kind of change and development uh, over the course of it and not too long, not too short, but it had enough variation in it that uh, you people didn't get bored like halfway through. And, and considering we were, we were very, very primitive in our approach in that record, you know, we had a, a couple of distortion pedals and, you know, some guitar tunings and, and really everything else was just basically played yeah, in a lot of ways, really straight. It was, it was like we could have played that record uh, on stage, and it would sound the same. Yeah. You, you know, if you had good enough microphones, you know, to, to, to record it. But um, so we didn't like massively change much from our set. So, so I was kind of quite happy just to hear that listening through that it's a well. Oh God, here's it's me. I, I sequenced it, but I'm happy about what I did back at the time. That, that you know, all the the choice of songs and things. You know, it, it holds up for me. It's 
And I think I think No being a massive band at the time, uh, it's you, you've you've not heard it. You, you know, people weren't playing plastic ashtray on street corners like Wonderwall. You know, for for forty years. You know, like the way way it feels like uh, with that particular song. So people aren't sick of it. I don't think I'm not sick of it. You know, mind you, I didn't listen to it for ten years. You know, so it's uh, the the rediscovery for me is the same as a rediscovery for the folk who are kind of buying this record again. They might have heard it back in the day and get a chance to hear it again, kind of fresh, hopefully. Would it have come out in vinyl back in the day or was it CDs all the way? Yeah, we we, we were very into vinyl. Um, our, I mean, the Shea Records that we were working with as well, we're big fans of this the format of, uh, you know, seven inch singles particularly were, were, were their big thing. And and we were kind of just uh, massively excited by the fact you could get records in all sorts of colours. Uh, so I think yeah. we did every colour. We possibly could, you know, the the first time we we put the record out, there was a kind of um, it was called like holographic glitter vinyl, whatever. It was basically kind of like see through vinyl with like glitter through it, and that was the the the, the apex of our kind of uh, vinyl explorations. You know, we we love that sort of stuff. You know, it's uh, it's almost like you know sound quality be damned. You know, here we go with some sparkles inside it. You know, you got to love it, haven't you? <laughs> it sounds like the vinyl equivalent of that drink gold schlager that was very. It had little bits of gold in it as well. I, I think if it come out a few years later, we might use that as a marketing kind of <laughs> approach there. as a Goldschlager flavoured vinyl, you know, just to, don't try and bite chunks out of it. It's, it's not going to work. But you always had a very strong image. You know, you, you, you obviously you had the connection with the manga comic strips and uh, you often had toys and, you know, things like that. You'd, did you know what your image was going to be right from the start? I don't know, funnily enough, I never really thought we we had much of an image, to be oh, honest. Really? We were just kind of, um, we just kind of just were into things that we were into, you know, and uh, we just thought it would be kind of fun to do. Like the idea of just taking a, like a Barbie doll and putting it through, uh, you know, the, the pickups in your guitar and putting it through a distortion yeah. pedal and things like that. It's just, it's, it's like a fun thing to, to do in a way. And it's just like a way to get good sounds that, you know, you could spend like kind of millions and, and like, uh, you know, years in the studio just to kind of get a sound of a distorted voice using kind of all different kind of, you know, faders and kind of effects. But you could just stick your your Barbie doll through your pickups, you know, and it kind of it, you'll never get that in any other way. You couldn't fake it. You know, it's the same same just with all the kind of um, stupid little things we did, you know, and like the, the whole kind of idea of like playing um, you know, a guitar like a drum. You know, using using the drumsticks to kind of play it. You kind of obviously obviously got that idea from watching Sonic Youth. Mm-hmm. You know, playing. Um, you, you know, other kind of a lot of their earlier tunes. You know, had a kind of a lot of that sort of stuff going on. That's just a great idea. You know, like it's just not been done by anyone else kind of since then. I don't think, but um, it's just it's such good fun, and it just sounds just kind of really great. You know, I just don't understand why more people don't want to do it. You know, I mean, you maybe don't want to have every record having it in it but you know more more than there is now maybe and did you always know kind of what you wanted to sound like yeah I, I think I think in a way it kind of it's it's a it's a, a good question because we, we never ever sat down and discussed it you mm. know there was never like oh this is going to sound like this this is going to sound like that we basically came in with uh, songs and uh, you know, played them until they sounded right to us, and then we stopped changing them. You know, it's it's just it, it's obviously very kind of informed by the stuff that we were into at the time. You know, we were listening to, I mean, obviously big kind of um, indie records fans. You know, so the the whole kind of like uh, 
wave of like uh, American guitar bands that started in the late 80s. You know, you had Sonic Youth and Dinosaur Juniors, your Husker Doos, you know, they're, they're all kind of like kind of uh, things that we were kind of listening to a lot, you know, so that's all kind of uh, captured in there and filtered through our own particular obsessions just to kind of uh, bring out the sound of the record that, you know, that we came out with. But we never ever kind of thought this has got a sound like like something it's it's like what 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 kind of techniques were we using like what kind of sounds do we like the sound of how you know how the, the you know how do we tune our guitars is always going to make it sound a certain way but it's there wasn't a level of planning in it at all it was just really uh you know what do we think would be good and then then did that and that was there right from the start or did it develop over the as you say a couple of years before records started coming out just yeah, yeah, it really, really, really developed. We didn't really sound like, uh, I mean, like on on our Bandcamp kind of page, you can go and listen to gigs uh, that we we did back in like 1993. You know, it's like uh, there's stuff on there that kind of might sound a wee bit like we we kind of turned into, but it's a bit more kind of kind of jangly guitar and uh, you know, like uh, I don't know, we were kind of a bit kind of camper van Beethoven, you know, a bit kind of uh, we like beat happening stuff like that. I think you you could see kind of bits and pieces like that, you know, in in our sound, but. It's um it kind of changed a bit as we went along. We kind of like kind of got kind of um some broken guitars and we we got some um different pedals and we kind of ended up kind of just playing a little bit you know differently as we as we went on as we kind of found out how to do stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just kind of um kind of changed uh quite you know I don't know what what would you say just kind of normally just you know because uh, every like I say every time we came into do a gig we had like you know three or four new songs you know always changed so the you know the songs kind of um for their record kind of came together in that sort of way it just like uh, it was the best songs we had at the time and they were just all, all, all sounded that way it just there was like there was no real kind of master plan you know it was just uh just the way that we all worked out and are there any plans for future releases any other kind of cassettes or demos that you think you might discover yeah, we've got like a few kind of like live um, things kind of um, kind of lined up, you know, for 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 Bandcamp. You know, we we'll just put that up as just you know, listen to it, download it. You know, mm-hmm. don't, don't worry about paying it; it's, it's not a problem. You know, but it's um, all, I mean, stuff recorded off the desk and things. It's not like massively kind of uh, hi-fi, you know, but uh, it can be kind of interesting to listen to if you're if you're into that sort of thing. But um, I think we kind of hopefully, I mean, we we did like three records uh, in, in total, like when we were actually going. So it'd be really nice to have uh, those out with, uh, you know, some kind of B-sides and rare, um, you know, recordings on those as well. I'd, I'd really like to do that if that turns out to be possible, but we'll see. I mean, this this one's going really well. It seems that like people are really interested in it, you know. So if uh, if that kind of carries on and people kind of follow us and uh, and, and ask us, uh, hopefully we'll be able to to make that happen. Well, it'll be a whole new um, a group of listeners and followers to the debut album, as well as you know, folk like myself who got it first time round. So hopefully that will be the case. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, everyone welcome. If any anyone's kind of interested in hearing it, you know, just just you know, get it and hear it. You know, you can hear us for 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 nothing. You know, like uh, on our Bandcamp site, that's not a problem. You know, if you want to buy a record from that, that's that's great. You know, buy a record. It's we're just trying to make them kind of sound really good and look really good, same as we did kind of back then, you know, and it's hopefully like a, a good deal for folk, even if it's, uh, you know, like people who are, who are new to us, people who have kind of had the records before, you know, it's, it's going to be hopefully be worth getting, you know. Keep the pings coming as they keep selling. 
I know, I know. It's just, it's, it's just, it's nice to be able to kind of, uh, con- uh, connect with people in that way. Sure. You know, it's like you're saying before. It's, it's, it's a new, it's a new thing. It's a thing we couldn't do back in the day. But I, mean, I suppose back in the day, the way we did it was kind of go and tour and kind of like uh, talk to people, kind of uh, from that. You know, we always used to have, uh, you know, all those fanzine writers coming in and kind of giving us their their copy of their latest, you know, edition and asking us questions. And maybe we get the the one that we were in next time we were around. You know, so. That's kind of uh, a way we kind of stayed in contact with people back in the pre-internet days, but but now you can just ping us a message. You know, it's it's no problem. We've kind of got like uh, Instagram. I mean, I'm even putting photos out on Instagram. You know, what I mean, we're kind of we're turning into influencers. We're we're telling folk, look look how awful you can look like in being a successful band. It's fantastic. Well, I hope certainly hope there is more to come. Uh, Graham, thank you so much for having the, taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. No worries. It's good to see you. And this is Yurisai Yatsura and Pachinko.
and that was Yurisai Yatsura and Pachinko. And thanks again to Graham for taking the time to talk to me. You're listening to the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio, and my name is Ali Braidwood. And next, it's a new version of Becky Sacasa's win, taken from the Gala Glasshouse Sessions. Been breathing heavily, I'm feeling 2020. I'm trying to feel my cure, but it just remains empty. I'm caught up in cycles with under circles. Maybe I was never ever really meant for this circus. The world is tough as ever, but I'm not. Can't make something fresh with all the worn out parts I've got. I need a win. I need a win. If you're sure not happy endings, you'll be somewhere to begin. Cause I need a winner. I need a winner. Becky Sakasa and Wynn, taken from a new EP, The Gala Glasshouse Sessions. Here's a bit more about it. After the success of her debut EP, UK soul artist Becky Sakasa continues her artistic journey with four rearranged songs from that EP for The Gala Glasshouse Sessions. The artist teamed up with award-winning string quartet Maxwell Quartet and her most trusted backing vocalist. And... It's a wonderful introduction to the music of Becky Sacasa if you don't know it yet. And if you do, there are just four wonderful versions of some of her best songs. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week. And it's one for film lovers. It's called the Seismic Cinema Podcast. We are two best buds talking movies and TV. We believe in the power of escapism. And there's 75 episodes for you to go and discover. The most recent one is where the two rank their favourite directors. Also cover TV. They've just done um, top five Mandalorian episodes back in February. And they also do some old classics like Home Alone and Die Hard 2, which get reviews 
You can also go over to their YouTube channel, Seismic Cinema, and take in the podcasts that way, which is a pretty good way of doing it. The podcast called the Seismic Cinema Podcast. And if you love your cinema, then you should really go and check it out. As I say, get it wherever you get your podcasts from, but I would also recommend their YouTube channel. Now we move back to the new releases, and this is the latest from Low Rays, and it's called Algorithm Gods.
just love everything about that. That was the Black Denims and Ain't All Roses. And the Glaswegian six-piece outfit, the Black Denims, is the new genre-spanning solo project of 27-year-old songwriter and multi-instrumentalist August St Giles. And it's a real supergroup. Other members include Graham Rory from NOS, Gavin Lamont from the Hoojamamas and Kitty, August St Giles himself plays with Tom Maguire and the Brassholes. Red Canyon has played with the legendary John Martin. Ewan Hastie plays with Nushi Fortet. And Drew Geddes plays with Awkward Family Portraits and others as well. It's a great song and I hope there's an album on the way because it sounds like a band that's going to make a great album. They also sound like they'll be great live as well. And before that, you heard the latest single from Lorays and Algorithm Gods, which is released ahead of an EP, which were promised in June. Looking forward to that. Now we return to our featured album, which is LT Leafs Come Back to Me But Lightly. And from it, this is Sign on the Window. There's a sign on the You better back off But you've been standing so long In the fog of your breath At the sound rolling around in that glass Is mixed with the rolling blood Rolling around in your neck Your life force mm-hmm. All mixed up with what you're seeing in there Between your ear and your other ear Take a pause if you can For between this year
And that was LT Leaf and Sign on the Window, which is taken from the album Come Back to Me But Lightly, which is our featured album for this week. Here's a little bit more about it from LT Leaf's Bandcamp page, where you can buy the album from. An adopted member of the Scottish DIY music scene whose life and art has been heavily shaped by northern landscapes and climes, LT Leaf is rooted in the self-sufficient spirit of the Canadian prairies and carries with them the indelible experience of spells spent living in Iceland and Finland. And it's just a wonderful collection of songs, I promise you. If you've enjoyed the two we've played this week, then you will enjoy the album as a whole. And now it's time for our picks of the gigs of the week. And the first one I'm going to mention is actually a short tour by Hunter and McMustard. They've already started it. They've already played Greenock last night. They're in Stirling at the Toll Booth tonight. Tomorrow night, they're in Air at Venue 38. On Friday the 7th, they're in Dunfermline at PJ Malloy's. And next Saturday night, they're down in Gallish Hills at Mac Arts. I've seen Hunter McMuster play live and it's a great night out. And also tomorrow night in Edinburgh at the Caves, the Strange Blue Dreams will be supporting his lordship and that promises to be a great night of rock and roll. Now earlier on in the show we played Helena Kay and she is touring Scotland this week with her Kim Trio, Helena Kay's Kim Trio. On Thursday they were in Greenock and then last night they were in Hoyk. But tonight they're in the Perth Theatre, in Perth of course, then tomorrow night they'll be in the Merchant's House in Glasgow, then the Traverse Theatre in Edinburgh on April the 3rd, ending their tour at Mareel in Lerick on April the 4th. And having heard our music, it's absolutely gorgeous. The tour is in support of the new album Golden Sands. Then in Edinburgh on April the 5th, it's the Edinburgh launch of Mima Mero's wonderful album Almost Home at the Voodoo Rooms and she'll be supported by Cara as well so that promises to be a gorgeous night of music. And finally for this week it's the Glad Cafe and on Friday April the 7th Robin Adams will be supported by Nicky Murray and Pippa Blundell. If you've never seen Robin play it live before he's just a fantastic singer-songwriter. And that is our pick of the gigs for this week. Next is a new single from Dora Lachaise and Johnny Slater. And this is Sign on the Door. There's no sign. Empty room 
And that was Dora Lachaise and Johnny Slater and Sign On The Door. The song is the first single from their upcoming EP, Weather Balloons. And there's going to be a launch show with live music and also original short films at the Old Hairdressers on June the 8th. And they're going to be supported by Becky Wallace and Ember Quine. So it's going to be a cracking night with that lineup. Tickets are available now, I believe, but I think they will go fast. And I happened to bump into Dora and Johnny at the launch of Brown Bear's Demon album. We had Brown Bear on the show recently as Artist of the Week. And he launched his album at St. Luke's in Glasgow. And what a night it was. It was an absolutely triumphant evening. And everyone on stage and off stage had just the best time. I thought I would play you a track from it. This is Brown Bear and Melody. Time to wake up Today's a new day And I feel okay May come as a shock But the words that you say Don't confuse me Sing your favorite melody Even if it's not for me Cause I know we are gonna work it out Only time can heal your heart And even if it leaves 
That was Brown Bear and Melody, taken from the album Demons. And if you haven't heard it yet, seek it out. Such a great collection of songs. And that's all, folks, for another week. I hope there's been something which has piqued your interest enough to investigate further. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, you can head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or head over to scotswahey.com. And I hope I'll see you back here next Saturday between 3 and 5pm when we can do it all over again. I'm going to leave you with a classic pop song from the 80s. This is H2O and Dream to Sleep. Take care and I'll see you soon. Glimpsed across the dance floor, not going home and loving in doorways. A room to remember who to meet in. Secrets in through your head and not through your mouth. Else, when anyone sharing a sunrise. I've never been a silhouette before 
together, tango the emotions, flashing you turn your face away, silent persuasion, the reshape of future and I'll never be the same again, I dream to Pretend. 
How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere in your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and brown. To help keep your teeth and gums healthy. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. Healthy and Happy is rolling out a programme to support women through their cervical smear appointments with GPs as well as arranging more flexible evening appointments. This aims to increase the uptake of cervical screening appointments in Canvas Lang and Rutherglen. To make an appointment, you can email Lizzie at healthyandhappy.org.uk and Lizzie is spelt L-I-Z-Z-Y. Flemington Hallside Parish Church is holding a free food collection drop-in every Thursday night from 9 to 10pm. This service is not a food bank, so you're able to drop in and get some fresh food, which is aiming to cut down on food waste. There are no bags provided, so please bring your own. And finally, a new Ali Bali class from Healthy and Happy is running on Mondays from 11.30am to 12.15pm at number 18 venue on Farmlone Road. These are all about bringing stories to life through music and dance. Classes are £5 and can be booked by going to healthyandhappy.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson, and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Cambus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org. Or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local. Oh, on Cam Glen Radio.